The Homance Chronicles. The female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices. But so many good takes. But so many poor choices. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah. And I'm Nicole. And we've already been giggling away, so let's not, you know, hold off let's, anymore. Just no jump need. right in yep. and introduce our <laughs> guests for today. Um, because they they actually have a book out called Under the Hood, How We Hotwired Our Brain, Calm the Fuck Down, and Let That Shit Go, which it sounds like it's valuable information for pretty much everybody. Yeah. So, these former therapists, they have now turned comedy influencers and authors, and um, they've tried to make their, their self-help uh, vulnerable, but yet still relatable and funny. So welcome to the Therapy Twins, Joan and Jane. Hello. Thank you. <laughs> Thank Hi. you. Hello. 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 I feel Hello. like Joan and Jane are like what we will be in the future once we've gotten like through working for a living and mm -hmm. like enjoying mm -hmm. our lives like that's gonna your future us hey girls <laughs> oh actually yeah because we were counting how many years we worked and I wasn't even counting factory work or Wendy's um and it was 38 years and 36 years for me of punching a clock in psychiatry ah, that makes me want to barf just, just makes me want to barf god and how if you went in saying you came out not I was gonna say <laughs> was how hard. do you <laughs> listen hard. to people's stuff we'll call it I mean because it's not all traumas right but how do you listen right. to people's stuff day in and day out for that many years well you know you yeah, like you have to first actually prepare um practice getting up to actually a full day of listening to people it's so funny because I thought I could work eight full hours meaning listen to people speak for eight hours and then and my, my uh, mentor at the time laughed right in my face because he's like, you're going to be exhausted after like one hour, you know what I mean? And you got to build up to it. And then if you don't sort of protect yourself, like learn how to block the negative energy and not bring that home with you, you know, your life could go negative as well, which is uh, now I'm saying it out loud. Maybe that was my problem. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't separate. I couldn't you heard it here in exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will let you guys in on a little secret. When people talk to us, they're like, man, it's like we're sitting on a therapy couch. I didn't think I was going to say that on the show. And then I said it on the show. So you're welcome. Yes. <laughs> and yes. And always. A thing. Oh, and yeah. you know what people would say too, sometimes in the office, they would say, you know, well, I'm not going to lie to you. And I used to say you could, I mean, that doesn't <laughs> people do it all the time. You could. It does, it's not like required that you tell the truth. I mean, it would be nice. <laughs> I mean, you are paying for this. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> on you. Paid either way. Oh, and some people wouldn't even speak and they would say, do you want me to leave? God, no, I've got all kinds of things in my head <laughs> I'm working on, you know? Other women do that during sex. I'm joking. I probably did that during sex as well. <laughs> I all kinds of things I was thinking about. In fact, Jane asked me once, did I ever cry during sex? And I thought, why is she even asking me that? And I said, yeah, once, because I didn't get an orgasm, I think I said. That, that was the only reason I would cry. Why else would you cry? <laughs> the innocent, the most innocent response ever. <laughs> I did read a book though, and now of course the title is escaping me, but it was talking about how 
uh, women, you know, have such a more emotional experience when they have sex versus men and that it's not uncommon for women to cry because of a, like a, a release. So orgasms a release and so crying's a release. And so sometimes they go, but like, I can't imagine, I have, I've not cried during sex. (laughs) I can't imagine how the guy would feel like what, you know, I did once. (sighs) (laughs) And and I think it was my, my, um, Oh boy. My most dysfunctional. I hate that word because all relationships are fine. They're a learning experience, but this particular one, I think he was so (laughs) glad because he was glad you cried. Yeah. Cause I think he (laughs) thought it was a better, a better connection, like soul matey. He saw it as like, you were so emotionally moved in a yeah. positive manner. And you're like, I got to get out of this. Yeah. I can't believe this is happening again. Yeah. Like, what what I think, I think I knew the relationship was going to be so horrible. That's probably why it <laughs> brought me to tears. Because you know what it was? We were told a thousand years ago by this really nice, wise old lady at the time. We were a lot younger. And she said, when you walk into a party and you see that person across the room and it's like you're drawn like a moth to, the, to a flame. I remember this. You know, and she said, and you, you're so filled with this, I've got to know this person, right? She said, run like hell the other way. <laughs> and she's right because she's not wrong. To be with those people. We're working something out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It took me a long time to understand that chemistry and fireworks, although it can be passionate, is not healthy. No. <laughs> yeah. no Even though it's no. fun. Just because it's a fun doesn't mean it's fun, right. You yeah. should know that it's, you know, a temporary thing and get out while you're yeah. on top. You're you on know, the ride ends. Yeah. I've been and I've been seeing recently that the the constant pursuit of pleasure and like and just like the continuous need of pleasure is actually not what the intent of life it really is the whole purpose of us is to find peace and be able to be sedimentary and yes to an, to an extent right yes so like that pleasure seeking that was originally how all of us went to found partners mm. it's just so difficult to remove yourself from that Oh, I know. Instead, we should search for like, you know, the, the equivalent of catnip or something, whatever that <laughs> drug is. And the cats love that. You know, I used to have a lot of addiction in my office. And I remember it's like, this is the younger twin who didn't even want to be a nurse. I just followed her into everything, including the profession. That's hilarious. So every so often, I mean, I'd have to say, you know, time fucking out. You mean to tell me because you suffer from addiction, you're not going to give your cat catnip? It's like, are you fucking kidding me? So you have a problem? You're going to make the cat suffer? I you actually like had somebody say that yes. to you? Like, that's a real... Yes. Yes. I was blown away. You know, I yelled at him enough and he eventually gave that fucking catnip. But it's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm not going to give you your meds today. You well, wanted like, a refill yeah. of your meds. Not until you buy catnip on Amazon and I need to verify it's coming to your house. I mean, yeah, you might have been the best therapist a lot of those people ever had, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, you know, a lot of people don't know. I was walking around this natural mart one time, a long time. My son was little and there was catnip tea bags Mm -hmm. and the, the logo said safe for children and it helped them sleep. Oh. Yeah, it's used as right? like 
yeah you can give it to like animals obviously cats they have a euphoric experience but dogs it decreases anxiety and gives them like it's like melatonin essentially oh really well Mm -hmm. catnip is also um it aids in the cat's digestive processes as well as there's one more mosquito repellent yeah of course you need to give the cat nip right yeah yeah benefits you selfish bastard God, I know. unbelievable. Then like I had another people... guy who bought a wife. It's just, come on. Ooh, 90 day fiance style or just like <laughs> legitimate? You know, most of them are sorry afterwards. Yes, like, but we could have told you, every woman could tell you that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do you think There's that no uh, those types of things are really rooted in like control? Is that, is that the driver control? I think that the person who did, I think, and I I hear it on the news right now. I think Trevor Noah spoke of it, that men aren't having sex for the lowest time in history. Men are having the least amount of sex. And I want to say somebody out there is definitely having sex. And just because you're not try to look at, you know, if I'm not going to have any sex I might look in a magazine to see how other girls are dressing and looking but some of these men they don't know how to talk to a women woman you know what they'd say in my office dating is too difficult so fucking well, yeah. talking to somebody is too fucking difficult for you because catering to somebody is beyond their abilities they yeah. need to be catered to and that's that you know our uncle <laughs> bless him he's he lived to be I think 93 and a half <laughs> never married no children that's why he lived and so one long. and probably why he lived so long but one of the things he said because he was at our dinner table once and he said that men don't realize that if they just were a little nicer to women women would give them the world so you know men it's not that difficult but it you are going to run into that you know the so-called bitch that takes advantage of you but most women just want a little kindness tenderness and we will give back right well i mean usually and you know um a lot of women currently show them how they want to be loved by actions like if you notice a woman in a relationship will act how she wants to be treated first Mm -hmm. and then she reacts if you don't treat her the way she's treating you And um, I don't think a lot of men pay attention to that because they're just happy about the fact that they're being catered to or they're being mothered, essentially. Well, I just don't think that men are wired that way. The way that men and women love is different. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so women, you could swap out catered with nurtured. I think Mm -hmm. like women will nurture and then men will will not nurture and so you can't <laughs> expect to be loved the same way <laughs> well, well, a wonderful guru said that a wonderful guru said that the way you were shown love as a child or the way you felt it is often the way how you express it so when mm-hmm. people would come in for couples that's the other thing they'd be like oh they don't ever say that this that and the other it's like well Cause we're the best couple because like, we were in utero together and can't even get a fucking long. So, you know, <laughs> people who didn't even get yeah. raised together. Yeah. I think I just said to my ex-husband today that if I were president, marriage would be fucking illegal. It, it's like <laughs> people, they get married and they think, well, I wasn't raised by this person, but let me go in a room together. Same fucking bed. Are you kidding me? 
the poor people came up with that. Rich people had different quarters, separate quarters, bathroom, bedroom. Yeah, they oh, were smarter. And a woman said, yeah, well, and that's was why political. they were wealthier. <laughs> yeah, and a, a social worker said to me, well, you don't really love your husband. I'm divorced now. You don't really love your husband because you uh, don't sleep in the same bed. I can't sleep in the same bed with anybody, lady. I was gonna like, say, I hate, fuck up. I hate when people oh. are like, well, you guys don't do the, like what normal couples would, well, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I signed the normal couple checklist and yeah. I, I or, signed up or, to be that, what the fuck, who cares? Or you're who not, cares? you still love them, but you're not in love. Oh. So you put a preposition, you made it into a prepositional phrase. You put the word in and made it into a, are you kidding? Like lady, oh, you got to run for president. I vote for you, you dumb bitch. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. And that, wasn't, and that wasn't even my therapist. Oh. So she was just vomiting freely for free. Yeah. Yeah. Riddled with judgments. Mm. And there's, objective there's a comments. show called Married at First Sight. And one of the therapists that's, or I mean, I don't know if she's a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. She's but a professional something on the board. She's a professional of relationship she's a something. Qualified to do therapy. Yeah. She's got a certification um, in some so shit. She's like one of the coaches, we'll say, for the couples on this show. And she revealed, I don't know how many seasons there's been. Let's just say there's been like 14. I think it was like season 10 or 11 or something. She revealed when she was talking to one of the couples that her and her husband don't live together, that they have separate places. <laughs> oh, and wow. And, um, I mean, they, they I mean, live close to each other. They're like neighbors. Yeah. But... I was going to say, don't they have a, don't they share houses next door to each other? Like they live next door to each other. I don't know if they're next door or not, but they're close. I remember yeah. another married and, couple. That there was a couple houses. that Woody, Woody Allen, Allen and, and Mia Farrow. And you know how, across the you see how that one worked out. Right. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, I think that it could, <laughs> it could work out that way. You know, I mean, do you really want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you? You know, I just. I mean, of course, it took me six years over the first fucking dude that broke up with me. But after that, I was way better. I Googled well, yeah. how to get over the loss of a love like really fast. And it was Jasmine <laughs> essential oil. And I realized why you don't use it. Jane had a client, the poor little boy. We both got broken up at the same time. And uh, not me, you and my, me, my former, me patient. and Jane's former client. Yes. Yes. He, he was crying. And I was like, oh my God, I have the cure. And it was, I won't. And it was Jasmine essential oil. And he smelled it and said, I can never wear that because <laughs> it's literally smelled like trees no. of flowers. Oh, it yeah. was horrible. Yeah. Very flowery. No Very one would flowery. sit next to me. It was, but boy, whoa, like in a week, I was good. I still have it. You put it under your nose. Every time you feel like a little bummed, you put it under your nose and it's hard to find jasmine oil. Because a itself. lot of the jasmine oils are mixed with other oils. And, and when we you know hundred percent jasmine, it's like too much money. I, I love it. Oh, it's worth it. Worth you know it. what I, I did? You know what I, I wear, did after a huh. breakup? <laughs> I got myself addicted to his cigarettes. Woo! Oh, no, don't ever do it. Don't yeah, that doesn't sound like a good plan. <laughs> Why would you? That's a destructive. I tool. think that's what I was because one time Joan, <laughs> we were remember like HMOs and you had to pick a primary doctor. Sometimes when certain insurances, you had to like pick this mm -hmm. one primary. I still have to. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So Joan had <laughs> gone to the place. It was like a, a building and she had gone to the place and met the doctor. And at the end of her visit, she says, you know, I have an identical twin sister and she just made an appointment with you as her new primary. And he said, oh, really? She's like, yeah, Jane has a death wish. I canceled the appointment. I said, I can't go see this doctor. You told him I have a death wish. I don't recall that. If that's how she recalls yeah, it. Yeah, I recall. Or something like that. <laughs> I, I feel like we just were in a courtroom primary. for a hot second. I, was I don't recall say. that. <laughs> but why She's would you lying. be going to a primary if you have a death wish? At the Yale Health Plan, you have to pick a primary. I loved my primary. Mis Mr. Dr. Smith. Dr. And you Smith. told him about me. It was something like she's got a death wish. Well, you want to know why? You know what Dr. Smith did? He was a primary, but he was a teaching. Uh, it was a teaching hospital. So mm -hmm. he had a bunch of students that were primary care students, you know, MD, but they're going into that Med group. students? Med students. That's the name. That's the name. And because I was sexually assaulted in 19, like 80, who cares? Five, maybe? I can't remember that. Um, he wanted to interview me in front of all of those interns. And I agreed because I really believe in teaching hospitals. You know, you got to teach everybody. Yeah. yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, that so was good. I liked Dr. Smith. So you've not been a great primary care, but he was excellent for a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been pretty open then about your life for a long time. It sounds like yes, you're yes. okay with sharing uh, very personal details with strangers. So how did you guys come to the realization that you wanted to put it in a book? Well, you know how everyone hears what they want to hear. I was born with a, a brain tumor and sometimes I get facial recognition wrong. So here's what I want to say. Vitek I do that all the time Murphy. and I don't have a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I use right. Nicole as my, is that that person? <laughs> the surgeon general, is that who Vivek Murthy is of the United States? Sure. Him. He, I swear that I saw him speaking about a suicide of a relative in his family, distant relative, maybe suicided. And what he said was actors, actresses, sports figures, billionaires, if they come out with their mental illness, they have a, they have that, well, they first of all have money to get anything they want. The rest of us might feel embarrassed or at a workplace or something. So he said, until the professionals come out with their own mental illness, he says, we will never get rid of the stigma. So mm -hmm. we, Jane and I were thinking about it already. She had known a couple of people, not known, but known oh, of the PhD, yeah. Marsha Lenahan, the psychologist, I'm sorry, the PhD, listen to me. The, she's Marsha Lenahan. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Marsha Lenahan, um, she came out with her mental illness and she's the lady that created DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. And I, we thought like if she could come out with hers and she was, it was frowned upon. Some of her colleagues were very happy, thought she was brave. And a lot of them thought, wow, I can't believe you did that. Wow. And you know, it's great because I don't know what's up with all the freaking secrets. Like why, why we can't Because hear. once you humanize something, you lose control. There it is. Yeah. And, oh, to answer that question, all humans, all humans have a control issue. It's just a varying oh, yeah. degrees, you know, mm -hmm. definitely. Yeah. So, yeah. How do you, to come out. so yes. as, as therapists, as medical professionals yourselves, who diagnoses you? 
Uh, who diagnosed well, if me? It, if you do it the Dr. right Smith, way. Dr. Smith, duh. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 who the fuck do you Sorry. think is diagnosing out there? <laughs> <laughs> Will, get back into the ship, you know? Yeah. Danger. Danger, that's from lost a, a psychiatrist, I went to a female psychiatrist as my first therapist. And uh, for the most part, she was excellent. And it was just that one day, she said, and I stayed with her after this too. She said something like, maybe if you weren't running around video stores, your marriage would have worked. Something so judgmental. Oh. It was like, oh, easy lady. Like, that's you know, petty and awful to say to somebody that's paying you for quality advice. Go get fucked, lady. And then yeah. another one just tried to tell me constantly that my mugging was a worse trauma than the sexual assault. And I wanted to say to the lady, what that, so we want to grade, you know, give it, why do we even have to do that? Why do you care? Which I used to say to people, whether you lie to me or not, the treatment is the same. I mean, if you're depressed because, you know, you have a head injury versus you've had trauma. I mean, the treatment is usually the same uh, medically. uh, I don't mean to say medically. The medicines. Yeah, the medicines. The therapy is a little bit different. Right. You know, your therapy has to be brought Like people would say, why, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you? Well, the person's not ready. The insurance company doesn't want to pay, but you know what? The person isn't ready and you're not supposed to do flooding until the person is ready. Mm-hmm. And Jane flooded me when we were young and it was very mean. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, if, so if, there. if that's how she recalls it, <laughs> I of course think differently. Oh my gosh. Uh, Again, I do not recall. Yeah, yeah, I right? love that. But you know, it's going to be the name of this into, episode. <laughs> when you go into a profession like medicine or psychiatry, you often are self-diagnosing, and then you should go to a professional outside of yourself to get the diagnosis. That well, that's they really what I was trying to get at. I was like, yes. are you guys <laughs> telling yourselves like I have yeah. this issue and I'm yeah. going to fix it myself or, yeah. you know, because that doesn't seem like it would work. Right. No. When I was in college going to school <laughs> for nursing and I was in microbiology, I was convinced I was dying of leukemia. Absolutely <laughs> convinced. So, you know, huh. yeah. huh. lesson, all the signs are here. It's apparent. I yep. know these things to be factual. Yep. I'm, it's, I'm dying of leukemia. It yeah. was all those cigarettes. No, I didn't do those. You guys, that story's worse. I didn't do that until I think I was um, uh, 39 or 40 years old. It was the dumbest, one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Man, at 40 girl, years old, you picked up smoking cigarettes. I did. I wow. as, that? And, as, and being, in, being in the profession, because you know, doctors and nurses are the worst patients of all ever. I mm-hmm. actually had this weird magical thinking, like I would be the only human that didn't get addicted. And I remember when it was, when I got addicted, because it wasn't a pretty sight when I had, you know, I would do anything to get to the convenience store. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and don't get in my way because I would hurt you to get to the store. Thank huh. you. Did you guys have to stage an intervention for your cigarette smoking? Well, you know, um, <laughs> did try, but it failed miserably. You know oh, what the still- intervention was? <clears throat> the intervention was Jane and my ex-husband with my temper. 
not her cigarettes at all. Cigarettes, we just looked at her like, just don't fucking smoke near me. Right. Nobody. But my other sister used to smoke too every time. So I was dying. I hated that. I love marijuana smoke. I love marijuana smoke, but it's not a cigarette smoke. I just understand that. Yeah. But do you smoke still? Are you done? Are you still smoking? Oh no, no. And I quit. Um, I quit using cognitive, I did cognitive behavioral therapy on myself and it took quite a long time, but the, the, you know, hypnosis worked, but the thing about hypnosis is you can challenge it and say, fuck you, I'm going to smoke these cancer sticks. And I did. I, I and that's myself. how much you can reprogram your brain. I yes. know a lot of people argue that, yes. but no, you actually can. It's hard, but it's very, now, it, it also took years to quit. But um, I also, so I did a physical thing where I switched to American spirits. They're kind of less toxic. And then I weaned myself down, but using cognitive behavioral therapy, I got myself down to three cigarettes at bedtime. And I actually said, well, if this is the worst, I can just deal with it. And then they sort of slipped out of my life. Good for you. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. It was hard. I mean, it's awesome that you were able to do that cognitive behavioral therapy on yourself if there's someone else though who's um, like struggling with it i mean no. that you're to actually me, suggesting that they can go to a therapist to get off of cigarettes yeah when i was a brand new therapist i had a couple of people come to me to get off cigarettes and hmm. basically you know you where they went wait you prescribed nicorette gum first <laughs> <laughs> I remember prescribing that. Yeah. Oh, and then Wellbutrin, the, Antex, the antidepressant <laughs> Wellbutrin got remarketed as this thing called Zyban. Yes. And that doesn't work that well because a lot of, not everyone tolerates Wellbutrin. But then there's Chantex. I did it all. I had Zyban. I had Chantex. But yes, as a therapist, you know what worked was the patients had to go and do, deal with it on their own. You know, I gave them the basics and it, whether they went for hypnosis or nobody stayed with me to finish the CBT. Uh, um, but I would like to say to the whole world, it, it, I'm talking, it took me years. I don't know how many, but maybe less than five, but more than one for me. And you just have to keep forgiving yourself and, and okay. You know, you just, it's kind of like an AA thing. Um, I won't smoke a cigarette for this one hour. You know, I'm sober for an hour type thing. And you, and then don't down yourself when you mess up, just get up again and say, okay, today's a better day. And you just keep doing it and it'll happen. When I did CBT on my own, it took 14 years before I saw, um, my, cause my cousin just said, how long did it take you to get to this point in your life? And I, I counted and it was, it's 14. So I suggest go get help. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we had this on another podcast too. plan for retirement because oh, we, we did not and uh, <laughs> go get help earlier. Even if you think you don't need it, go get a reality check because you probably right. do. Yeah. yeah. If you don't think you need it, have, likely you do. Yeah. Absolutely. The clients or patients, one, one person said, Joan, I thought I was your customer. It was like, sure, whatever you yeah. want to be, you could be my customer. Um, what I want to say is they're the healthiest people because they're actually checking with someone else and saying, Hey, and how would I respond to this? And what do you think this is coming from? Please don't tell me it's coming from my fucking childhood molestation. And it, unfortunately, oftentimes it was, but mm -hmm. what was wonderful is they were all getting better. So there you have it. The people who say, I wouldn't know what mental illness is. 
you ought to find out because you probably need some treatment. Stop well, yeah. saying that too. Why do people even say that? I don't say to people, oh, I would never. When somebody says, oh, I suffered a heart attack. The first thing I don't, I don't say is, I wouldn't know what that's like. I never had a heart attack. No one talks like that. But yet you right. feel comfortable speaking like that to psych. Yep. Right. Yeah. So I've had the it. same therapist for, I don't know, five or six years and it works for me. I have heard though, that it's beneficial to switch therapists so that you can mm-hmm. get a different perspective or you get like mm-hmm. a fresh viewpoint on, I guess where you're at, but my I guess my concern slash fear is that when you start with another therapist is that you go back all the way to the beginning and talk about all the childhood stuff all over again. And I'm just like, not here for it. Like reopening (laughs) it. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And what happens is sometimes you'll, you would regress. So Hmm. unless that newer new therapist understands that that's already been done and they're going to take over a different route. I would say you're correct in not getting a new one. Although I might want to say that I got a new one. Um, I wanted just a very brief therapy because I had myself later in life convinced that I was dying of, (laughs) of, um, not dying yet, but I I had missed my OBGYN did a particular test and the way it was explained to me is like, okay, you don't have ovarian cancer, but... And I thought, oh, uh-oh, death sentence. So I, instead of- Except for like therapy, HPV is basically a, a cold of the <laughs> vagina and everyone has it. Right. So <laughs> I, went to a, um, I went to a psychologist and I told, you know, when they say, what brings you here? I explain. And he did not want to go all the way back to my old, all my stories. He wanted to start from there, asked a few strategic questions and it worked. I only went, I think two or three times and mm. I was fine. Great. It was a little tune-up. Yes. I mean, sometimes you just need it. I guess it's just about communicating what your needs are to the person that you're Mm -hmm. trying to go see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was kind of fun, though, to to get the different perspectives of the different therapists. Yeah. I mean, if you have the resources to do that, right? (laughs) A lot of people... We don't have a bunch of casual <laughs> friends who are also therapists, so it costs right. us a little more to shop around, but you get it, you get it. Well, I mean, just you look at America, like the healthcare system and how much it costs for a copay to see a therapist is like, what, five times the amount of cost to go see a medical doctor who's just going to write you a prescription. Right. And so a lot of times, too, people are kind of pigeonholed based on finances and time availability and all of those other things. However, <clears throat> I am a huge proponent of doing therapy and there's now so many resources that are available, especially since the pandemic that are like through apps or online or whatever. Um, or if you need to do a combo, a little pro, yes, absolutely. Talking, whatever works for you. <laughs> um, but hybrid approach. Yeah. But um, <laughs> we were talking about how some people though have had bad experiences. And so if you're shopping around or you're cheaping out or whatever, like it could turn you off to it. Mm -hmm. And, um, you were saying that there was like a friend or, you know, someone that you knew who doesn't ever want to do therapy, maybe because they had a bad experience or anticipating one. Like, I just, 
I just don't get it though. Like why, why stop trying to better yourself because you have a bad experience with one person? Well, I think that when they enter the office, at least I was told I used to play dress up and look kind of professional and, um, and I never did. Right. And then I went into business with Joan and a, a third partner and we dressed down and uh, countless clients told me how much better it was, how much more comfortable they were because it can get intimidating when you walk into a doctor's office or a therapist's office and that person you think is, is going to judge you. And we are all human and there is this inability to, to be completely non-judgmental sometimes. So what I would say to anyone that had a bad experience with therapy is please either say something to that therapist. Like, you know, I was very upset with the way, you know, you said, blah, blah, blah. Cause a lot of times the person doesn't even hear what the therapist meant or go to someone else because not every human, like for example, every there's 8 billion of us on this planet. <laughs> November 1st, and I don't yeah. think I'm the, the, well, I'm retired, but I don't think I was the therapist for all, all 8 billion. Right. You know, there's supposed, <laughs> yeah. to be, there's supposed to be no ego in psych and people, you know, there's countless times, you know, you know, who else did you see? And I'm like, oh, I know her. I know him. And what didn't work out? And, you know, sometimes you want to send the people back to that person if they're agreeable. And sometimes you move on without, you know, so there doesn't have to be an ego in there. Right. There's Not some therapists, though. Like, I don't know. I think I I didn't like the, what he was saying something about, I didn't know what it was, but I thought, Oh, this guy, it's just not going to go with me here. And I had, I paid two copays, I think in advance, then I just wouldn't go to see him. And he kept calling and telling, asking me to come back. And it's like, God, I, think, no. I think she You're like a already, fucking creep. It's because no. she already paid a copay. So it was like, she had a free visit technically she had an well, why, just fucking reimburse me I don't want to see your face I left you because I felt creeped out so I don't want to see yeah. your ass it's mm. weird that he was trying to get you to come back yeah too, he was trying to get in uh-uh. yeah <laughs> or he was yeah I mean or he's hurting for clients right he thinks well yeah. if I can get one you know, more session um, I can reel her in and exactly she- our <laughs> primary care one of our primary care doctors hugged me once Who's that? I don't, no. I'm not going to say, no, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Sorry. And I was a little <laughs> weirded out, but I love him to this day. Right. But when the gynecologist tried to hug me once, that was the last visit there. Why and are I, all your doctors hugging you? Yeah, I've never been hugged <laughs> by a doctor. because my mother didn't when I was little. <laughs> I think they sensed that my mama did not. <laughs> This poor woman also needs a hug. Bring it in, babe. Bring it in. No, that's not how that works. Our mother was an identical twin as well. And I felt, poor Jane, I felt Uh, because I'm the younger twin and so was our mother. Yes. So anytime I went to my mother, I just had this big grin on my face. She was so helpful. I loved everything about her. And Jane, I have a different experience. (laughs) And we don't have to get into Jane it, yeah. wishes she could have gone to our auntie Rita. Yeah, I had an auntie. <laughs> I was in my 50s and I it just clicked. Oh my god, Auntie Rita's the older twin. I should have been calling her or going to see her. She's dead too, though. Bummer. They, oh. Yeah, that's what happens when you get old, huh? And that's the other thing we want to say. Talk to your mother and father because they'll both be dead one day and you're gonna want to give them a call. So, so or your uncle, whoever it is. Yep, not that the is creepy the truth. uncle, the other one. No, the other creepy uncle. <laughs> no, 
don't call them. But yeah, yeah. I, I will. I have to wholeheartedly agree with that. I think I lost my dad about what, six ish years ago, coming up on six or seven years now. Oh. And like there, he was sick. It's totally fine. I'm happy. He's resting oh. peacefully instead yes. of just dealing with Alzheimer's. Nobody wants to see that. Yes. No, our dad had it. You're right. Yeah. So like, but there's, there's still things now where I'm like, God, I wish I could ask my dad this question because I get it. I'm old enough that I get it now. And yes. I want, I want his opinion on it. And there are so many things about my mom too, that I've been fortunate that she's still around. So I've been able to ask her like, how did you, what did you? And she just looks at me like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I did that. I don't know how I made it through. And it's like, do you remember? Cause do you not remember because of alcohol or trauma? Like, which one was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like having yeah. access to your parents. Yes. Ask your parents all of the questions, even if yeah. they're toxic human beings, because then it gets just a little more insight as to why you are the way you are. In fact, a customer of mine said to me, <laughs> a, young, a young boy, I mean, I didn't treat children. Don't get me wrong. A young boy to me is in his 20s or 30s. But what he said, to, maybe not in his 30s, but because that looked like fair game, didn't it? That was really hard sometimes. <laughs> These fucking gorgeous men would come in and I'm thinking, oh my God, you're so hot. But don't worry, a, client, a female client said, how do you do it, Joan? I'm like, yeah, you don't know what they just said. It total like the, whatever they said in the therapy session, they got uglier and ah, uglier. Yeah, I was gonna say. Meanwhile, us on the outside are going, oh my God, he's working on himself. Like, what? Remember the conversation. Darn it. Uh, oh, well. Oh, my I know I'm funny. Something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the kid, the kid told me, get your parents' social security numbers. That's what he said, because you never know when they're going to die. And he lost his mother and father and then couldn't get the money that was in the will for a long time because he had no access to the bank account. He didn't even know their social security numbers. And after our parents died, I think 12 days apart. Yeah. It oh my yeah. God. It was so difficult. It's like, we're in the fucking will. How do I not get this? Yeah, it took almost how many years? And well, then it was well, the coffins are where our, our older sister and us, we are the worst. Uh, the, we are probably the worst. Um, it, it took us years. We don't even know how it took us so long. We all have With probate, yeah. Oh, we all have ADD. We all want the other one to do it. We uh, never uh, went to form, how to fill out a form school. I never took too that much. class. I don't know how to fill it out. And if our sister didn't go to high school with the probate judge, oh, yeah. we would have been fucked. Hard. Oh, yeah. Because well, we know Mar yeah. Mary at the probate. Um, yeah. The probate part of the town hall. We knew Mary. I know her last she name. She wasn't too. the virgin. She helped different us. Mary. She knew our names. She probably knew our socials, our marital status. She knew everything because she filled out everything for us. Sexually transmitted diseases. Uh, she absolutely. knew it all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because those no, well, forms are tough. <laughs> they're a lot of work. They are. Yeah. Let's start filling well, up and, now. Well, but and yes. you're expected to go through all of that while you're dealing with grief, which is I know it's ridiculous. Tough, it? And yeah. then yeah. you're shamed into the coffin because the cheapest coffin, <laughs> which I thought was out of sight. Like, are you kidding? This is where are yeah, the like other 10 grand. coffins? Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so we like, didn't give ridiculous. a shit. You're like, I thought we yeah. started at cardboard yeah, box. Buy a plastic <laughs> bag, a sturdy plastic bag. Is that available? Wait, we, you told me. 
you told me she was going in the vault. You were going to seal a vault. Can't we just throw her in? You know, she's in the vault anyway. <laughs> Bypass the coffins. Vacuum seal her up into something real quick. Is that yeah. okay? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Really quick. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what we Real need? quick. We need the dragons, like on House of the Dragons, yes. to, to just burn us and let us go. What is it? The dust to, the, to dust or, you know, go back to the earth. And then have a party. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> With all that yeah. money you saved from the coffins. Yeah. 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 We, we, we went on, well, first my dad was a frugal man. And so we didn't really go with the, like, you know, the nicest. We went with the name, the one that had the best name. <laughs> <laughs> really, truly. Best it wasn't thing. like how it would look. It was really like, the, would he laugh at this name? And that's what we chose. We chose the Steuben. <laughs> <laughs> See, it made the you guys Steuben. laugh. <laughs> yeah. Well, our father was a carpenter, so the very first one wasn't even wood. So we were like, "No, we'll go with the next one." <laughs> Damn it! Oh, it was such a bummer. <laughs> oh my god! And see, my family, we all are like, "It's fine if you'd pre-meet us, donate us to science." You know? Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my son already knows what to do with me or what not to do with me. And we'll call it a day. Yeah. My whole family already knows what to do with me. I'm 39 mm. because <laughs> <you never know. laughs> you might not get out of this alive. Right. <laughs> and I, I just don't, I don't care. Whatever you want to do with this flesh bag is all you. Yeah. I'm well, done with it. So as as the I'm thing gone. is, though, about not making your family have to make those decisions or get into those arguments. Yes. Right. So that's why I just I wrote it all out specifically. So like <laughs> everyone just follow my instructions. <laughs> okay, Nicole's Wonderful. probably had this all written out since she was like 15 years old. Though let's be honest. <laughs> like, yeah. The way she is, maybe 12, 12 to 15 is likely when she realized like. <laughs> Maybe I should start thinking about this. <laughs> I no, want to I be actually, thrown in the woods. Yeah, well, know, now you can have the a, there's like a tree cemetery yeah. um, where you That's have what planted I and yeah. And anyway, I just I did, wanted so. my body thrown because oh. we're, we're the only animal in the entire universe. We are the only animal that cheats at the circle of life. You are supposed to give back. So I want, you don't want to, get embalmed nobody's gonna eat you because you're poisoned now so i wanted to be thrown out and then in the woods and being eaten by animals so maybe and you can go to like the university of tennessee or texas i can't remember which one but they have the crimes department and they own all that land and they just have cadavers laying on the land rotting on purpose why? so they can study them for science it's fucking cool oh, oh i can do that yeah. yeah 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 oh thank you <laughs> You're welcome. Because I have to give back, otherwise yes. I'm a hypocrite. Yeah, no. Like, but you have to also pick a location so that nobody stumbles upon yes. your body, and then they're trying right. to solve a cold case for 20 years. Right. You know? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Fun fact. Did you guys know this fun fact? It was not until 1970, like in the 70s, that San Francisco outlawed the burial of your family members on your own property. So you can go to San Francisco to this day, very day, and go digging around in people's yards and find bodies that were from wow. the family. 
Oh, along with the dog and the cat. That yeah, they have. Mm-hmm. all yeah. of them. Everybody's there. One big happy wow. family situation. Because now they try to say the you can't even. They try to say oh. now that you can't even bury a cat. Yeah, but it's all death is big business. I mean, and mm-hmm. it's awfully 100%. expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in Germany, did you guys know in Germany you're not allowed to keep your body? Like it, they have very strict laws and rules around your dead body. Like, why do where? you know in so Germany? much about this, Sarah? I'm a weirdo, man. <laughs> What do you want from me? I collect things as I go. I was in Germany for a long time. <laughs> I went to Germany for work a lot. And, you know, people well, there, we talk I about actually, other things work. I, I got to say, I want to praise Germany for doing, what did they just do? Oh, they, they, the, whoever's the person in Germany, they said in politics, if president, prime minister, if we're going to have a meeting or anything to do with politics, no matter what, they're going to serve plant-based hundred percent to decrease climate um, change. And I thought, wow, they've got balls. And then Israel has balls. They had the very first vegan commercial, I think. And the very first vegan side of the building, like your milk is for this mother, not you. It's for the baby, whatever that is. You know, they had ice cream in England uh, for a very short time, human breast milk, ice cream and everyone thought it was disgusting but back then I was an animal activist and I used to say to my clients well what you won't suck ice cream off of that tip but you'll do it off of this other tip oh yeah no it's children women and children you're eating because there's no such thing as male ice cream you're eating women and children period it's so strange to me that we're okay with animal milk but human milk is a disgusting concept yes. maybe so can't stupid. maybe because it just dips into the cannibal realm for some people yeah maybe yeah mm-hmm. that was really then- a great movie though that cannibal alive it was called a true to life story <laughs> oh yeah it was i love tr- that it was a true story the side <laughs> I the loved so- that. There was a soccer team from yeah. South America, I think, and they crashed in some mountain. I can't even think. They don't discuss it in at the seventies, and they end up um, eating eating dead people, That's, dead past. Yeah, they to stay alive. Yeah, to stay alive. And mm-hmm. the interesting yeah. thing is, uh, we saw a documentary there About where it. there was at least one survivor left, and mm-hmm. what he said was the only country that had a problem with their fight to survive was the United States of America. And we were the only ones that had something stupid to say and everybody else said, you do what you have to do to survive. Because if you watched the documentary, I'm not sure it was in the film, people actually said, if I don't make it, like I'll be mad at you if you don't. Right. You know, and I agree with it. If you're gonna, hey, we eat everything else. But all of a sudden, I mean, that's the most disgusting thing. They're already dead. It's not like I'm going to kill you to eat you. I'm not Nicole, Dahmer. Not Nicole, Jeffrey. you might want to update your paperwork to include situations such as tragic plane crashes <laughs> right. and whether or not your body can be used as food. Right. <laughs> I don't need, I don't think I need another, like, you don't know. pages added to my- It's just one page. It's just okay. maybe one sentence. Okay. Okay. Upon perishing from several different accidents, you and I meet my demise. Please use my right. body for sustenance. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we do organ donation, and we think that's okay. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Until the time comes when the dead body's dead, and you're trying to donate the organs, and you all of a sudden have a problem with it because you're emotionally attached to every little ounce of that person. Yes, that has happened. No. 
I oh know. boy. I think this is a good time to transition to Attica. Sure is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Before we all start crying. Right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> we were crying a lot on a podcast and it was funny. We were telling our sister, we're not going to do those podcasts anymore. Here we are, comedy influencers, crying our eyes out on podcasts. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's go to Attica. What's Attica? Yeah. <laughs> You're just advocating the human condition. Don't you dare worry about none of that. Yeah. So girls are uh, when we pat ourselves on the back for something good that we've done or something good that's happened to us. We just like to end on a positive note. You know, we really got to turn this cannibalism conversation around. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. The permission. Gonna, it's about, right? Nicole, it's about consent. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes down to, you're absolutely right. Uh, age appropriate consent. That actually solved all the wor- world's problems. Thank you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, good lord! So we heard you guys were going to start with Atta Girl. Yeah, we are. We are. Sarah, do you have one readily lined available? up, ready to? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's hear it. I don't budget shit ever. <laughs> I just eyeball it a lot. You know, I'm like, yeah, we're roughly there. We have roughly enough. But I did myself a little bit of justice and due diligence, and I actually like budgeted some shit. And I found out that I'm, um, like, I have more money than I thought. <laughs> wow. But I didn't let that change course. Continuing. Cost at your house. Oh, all things. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, like, actively saving money right now. Even though I don't necessarily, I shouldn't be, I am. Why and, shouldn't you? You should always not, be saving money. Not shouldn't, like, you know, because how morally it's wrong, but, like, in my budgeting I have more money than I thought so I'm actually saving instead of using it all like I thought it was had a girl thank you (laughs) I like this reception thank you yes (laughs) right we like hearing it in surround sound (laughs) (laughs) validation is key (laughs) yeah Uh, but yeah so like I'm proud of myself for that my girl is yes. that um <clears throat> I redid my office for like the millionth time and I was Third. holding off on posting any pictures of it on the you know social medias because I wanted it to be like done done so Sarah bought me a sign for my birthday and I actually got it up over the weekend so then I felt like my room was like complete so then I posted pictures of it and I got a bunch of wonderful comments. So it was nice. Yeah. Cause it's gorgeous. Add a girl. Thank you. <laughs> Hello Thank darkness. You. My old friend. I can't think of anything. Well, well I, I have one. I have one. Jeez. All right. I, well, I'm the older twin Ugh. and I'm also, I was considered the many things, but the fat twin because I weighed um, a half a pound more at birth. Well, that half a pound extended or grew into approximately, well, at one point it was a lot, but it's about 15 pounds now. And for the last 24 hours, I have not stepped on the scale because I don't care. I look in the mirror and say, you know what? You look fine, Jane. Good. Hang on. You look better than fine. You look spectacular. I'd be 14 pounds more than her. I'd rather be 10. You're spectacular and beautiful and and fabulous. Way better than fine. 
right. We can only see from like chest up, but like I see your collarbones and whatnot. So it's not like there's a major concern here. Oh, I know. And you know what? Dirty old men (laughs) is a real thing. I I think everyone knows that. And you know, the joke is all men are dirty old men, but some are still gentlemen and know how to Some are just dirtier, right? Some are dirtier (laughs) than others, right? And so what I have heard is two old men, you know, when you're twins and you kind of dress alike and look alike, there's a lot of people that are speaking to you, strangers. So two times old men said, and you're the same size. And I say, if you think so, you know, yeah, I am. Oh, I thought but she was going to say Men, men usually know who's the heavier one. And don't get me wrong. There's those men too. And they notice. In fact, the guy from Jamaica, and I'm told this is a very cultural thing. And it was really a compliment. Yes, it's supposed to be a compliment. The guy from Jamaica says to Joan, and I'm standing right next to her. Has she always been bigger than you? Right. I'm right there. And he said it. And our Jamaican friend said, that be a compliment jane yeah because i mean nobody looks at me i look like fucking olive oil so when jane and i are out (laughs) men stare at her like they go from like well they don't ever start at her face but i see them going from her face to her feet it's usually a neck face to the feet and Mm -hmm. i'm wondering are you ever gonna get to me but i think they just think i'm the boy yeah okay (laughs) so see so instead of being the heavier twin or the fat twin i'm the voluptuous that's she what she is. One. She's sexual. Mm-hmm. She fucking says that she's good in bed, or maybe I just heard. No, I never. I heard I that she never, was. Never whatever. That. Nobody once ever said I was good. In fact, two motherfuckers said I was bad. And do you know both wanted to have sex with me more recently? It was like you told me I was bad in bed. You know what he said? I was lying. Fuck you. <laughs> How about go oh fuck God. yourself? No kidding. Oh my God. Well, I would consider that, you know, we're going to turn that negative into a positive. Thank and you. a girl. Add a girl that you said, fuck you to him. Those yes. boundaries. Thank yeah, you, you put up those boundaries. You sure did. And you held them tight, real firm. Add a girl. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, fucked. And, uh, <laughs> you know. And you see, the men should be a little nicer and never say that. To right. Because they both probably would have gotten laid, right? <laughs> <laughs> a little nicer. Watch exactly. what you say, y'all. 10, yeah. 20 years from now, I might come back to haunt you. Oh, well. <laughs> so, Joan and Jane, Miss Therapy yes. Twins, where yes, can ma'am. people find your book and get in touch with you? Amazon. Our book is on Amazon, and it is both an ebook, which is for free, but the paperback has 24 words of wisdom, which we shouldn't have said words because they're sentences. <laughs> We should have said there's sentences of wisdom just through the fact, like what Jane said, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, you know, a decreased self-esteem is still there. Sorry, the self-esteem thing is still there. But, you know, if your life isn't going well, you don't even have to read 24 of the affirmations. I'm sorry, words of wisdom, whatever they are. Just take one or two of them and you can start changing your life and leave the rest. Because one of the things I had to do was I apparently never learned gratefulness like ever. Like all I was was a complainer. I didn't know that. And then I started being a little more grateful. And I'm talking, I wasn't grateful for the good things in my life. It was a terrible thing, a terrible way to live. So that alone, learning how to be grateful is a wonderful thing. Amazon. That's important. Amazon. And say the name of your book again. Under the hood. 
what did you say? I'm sorry. Say name of the book again. Under the oh, hood. Under the hood. And then it says how we hotwire our brain, calm the fuck down and let that shit go. Because letting right. that shit go is the hardest. Yes. It's the yes. absolute most. Yes. The still worst part of it. it. Yes. It's, yes. It's real difficult. Things get sticky. Yep. You don't want to lose yes. it. Yeah. But you got to. Don't get discouraged though. That's the other mm-hmm. thing. You could fail. Please keep going. It just takes a while. That's all. Right. I mean, remember, sometimes some it of takes greatest, one year, sometimes it takes 14. Mm. Right. And some, <laughs> some of our greatest um, innovators in life itself have failed a hundred times before they, you know, discovered electricity, for example, or the wheel or fire. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Or right. orgasms. Yeah. Or, or, or female <laughs> orgasms. Uh, those were discovered around 1920. I heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's celebrating a hundred years. <laughs> it's been so fun to have you guys on. Like this Honestly. is just such a great midday conversation to you know really like energize us and. Um, everyone can go find more information um, about you guys or are you still, do you still take clients or? Oh, no. absolutely not. We didn't even renew our license because we're rebels, okay. nope. but I mean, I, whatever. We're done. No. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. But Thank we get you. booked. We actually get booked for Q and A and it's lovely. Whether it's a university or a coffee shop, it's wonderful. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Good so, stuff. They, so they can go to therapytwins.com then. Absolutely. To- get in touch with you okay all right cool and then for us you can follow us on instagram at homance underscore chronicles um if you're interested in being a guest or have a recommendation for a ho of history episode you can email us at homancepodcast at gmail.com and we also have a closed group on facebook called the homance chronicles a judgment free zone where we share extra naughty bits so thanks again ladies this was yeah so no kidding fun. Oh, thank you so much. And we will connect with you online as well. Okay, perfect. Homance out. I want to go to that group. Thanks for making us laugh.